0: Hello and welcome to Scintillating Stories. In this show, we read short stories and poetry by a variety of authors. Today, we're reading four poems which range from absurd to introspective to hilarious. Our first poem is by Grace Giska. Grace is a full-time adventurer who spends most of her time on a horse, in a cave, or climbing rocks and trees. She's also a freelance writer who works in a variety of genres. Her work can be found with Ramifications, ebook launch, and Malfunction magazine. The problem with conservationists. If you could uninvent any fish, which fish would you choose? No, you can't have all of them. No, you can't uninvent the whale. Why? Because some people like whales. Tuna, or snappers, or or lionfish, if you feel the need to be exotic. But stop talking about whales. To whom it may concern, I thought we'd finish the whale business. But I see you've bought a boat. You may keep your boat, but I'll keep an eye on you. You cannot uninvent the whale. Yours truly, the ASS, the American Sea Life Society to whom it may concern. I see you've brought a radio. And I know you've been visiting lighthouses, walking by yourself along the coastlines in the evening, barefoot. Your footprints have been collected. I know you're a size ten and a half. I told the news about you. Turn on your television tonight. Nine o'clock sharp. There's a special about the person. That's you, who's trying to uninvent the whale. I'm watching you. You won't get away with this. You cannot uninvent the whale. Good luck. The ASS, American Sea Life Society. To the Whale Uninventor. I had a dream about you last night. I was collecting seashells with my six-year-old daughter, and she found one, white and worn down. A perfect miniature dwarf sperm whale. She said, Daddy? What is this? I said, it's a miniature dwarf sperm whale, darling. She asked, Daddy, what's a whale? Stay away. The ASS, American Sea Life Society. To the Whale Uninventor. I led a tour group out to the whale-watching platforms behind the aquarium this afternoon. We watched and waited until the children in the group got too annoyed with the lack of whales to wait and watch any longer. We left without seeing a single whale. I couldn't explain whales to the children, or even to myself. You forced my hand. I'm going on an expedition. See you soon. The ASS, American Sea Life Society. To the Uninventor My expedition is going well, though I have some curious suspicions about what you've been up to, out here on the rolling blue tides, where there are no corners for you to hide in, only ocean. I thought I spied a plump white dodo bird, wings like yellow snappers sitting on a bouncing buoy. (laughs) Two tuxedoed orcs sat on either side of it, peering at me like I was the strange one. There's a patch of island ahead of me, rocky and overgrown with algae. A building, too. I've spotted you, Uninventor. Meet me at the Algae. The ASS, American Sea Life Society. Dear Uninventor, I've looked over the terms and agreements outlined in the contract you left with me after our meeting. The tea was... quite delicious. And your offer was... most... interesting. And generous. I'd like to accept. Enclosed is my signed copy, along with the adoption papers for the dodo with the spotted beak. I've grown rather fond of her. Let me know if you require anything else. Your new assistant. My daughter. It's been too long, six months, (laughs) and I can't believe your mother let you dye your hair aquamarine. (laughs) I love it. My little mermaid. I should be home for Christmas this year. Sorry I missed Thanksgiving. It's just been so busy trying to get all the whales moved in. The Caribbean monk seals are excited to have new playmates. The Japanese sea lions have moved in with the minks, and the orcs are running amok. Oh oh dear, the Labrador Ducks got into the lab again. Oh the Uninventor hates when they get mud on the machines. I'll be home soon. I love you. The Uninventor's Assistant Our next poem is by Corinne Anderson. A slightly feral human prefers books to people, enjoys almost black coffee, and a purple pen for editing. When she isn't writing her own works, she's busy looking to help other authors see their words in print. She's the founder of Sunflowers at Midnight magazine and the owner of Inksmith Publishing. Her most recent publications can be found in Aberration Labyrinth, Brave Voices magazine, The Dribble Drabble Review, and Poets' Choice. Inheritance Mum's mother was in the ground before 40, and yet her hands grace her oldest daughter. Thin and long, and perfect for playing the piano. But Grandma hated the piano, so her skills died with her. Pop is still walking the earth, at ninety, and his own eyes watch him from his granddaughter's face. He's not alone, but loss and loneliness have driven him miles away to bask in sunshine and grapefruit and love. While his brood huddle together for warmth in the garden state... Uncle's back aches at almost sixty, hunched and angry and too full of regret, his reflection drowning in his could-have-beens, and he never learned to swim. That second cousin, with a festering need for opulence, burns through the warm welcome of open arms each year, divorced, abandoned, shunned and hated by the creatures from her womb, only for her to twist and morph into the ugliness of greed, squirreling away the precious gifts of those dear departed and setting that warm safe house ablaze. Aunt carries the weight of steadiness, the constant, the calm, the voice of reason as chaos unfolds in every household. Her shoulders are heavy, weighed down by everyone's traumas until there's no room for her own. Mother holds fast to tradition, no room for errors or breaks in the way of things. And yet, these things are too much. They serve no purpose. They are not entirely necessary, and yet. Bake the thimble cookies, host the meal, and don't forget the kugel. Easter isn't complete without the andes. Hold Fast to cash at the stroke of midnight and never serve orange carrot jello again. Grandma forgot. But we didn't. We learned the famous cheesecake. We smiled and told her our names. We laughed. And I didn't cry when she died. Would she fault me for that? I asked for the glass porcupine from the shelf in the bathroom, which I didn't get. We didn't care about the jewels or the money but we didn't get those either. Father is a quiet man. A loud and boisterous jokester that found hugs important in the midst of tragedy, he stays huddled under the physical labours, because emotions are hard, and anger is best served at a job site. I'm his shadow. Auntie is selfish and cruel, and Mother sees her in me, and I'm not entirely sure she's wrong. Auntie demands, spends, and demands more, even when there's nothing more to give. She's the golden child, the struggling single parent that doesn't cook or clean or take responsibility. Grandpa is lonely. He learned to cook when Grandma forgot, and now I sit and eat with him, pretending I'm not the least favourite grandchild. Disappointment rolling off him in waves that I don't wear my cousin's faces. Sister is sad and fierce, her life interrupted by a force beyond control, and yet she pulls strength from some ancestor to overcome her hurdles. I don't know who she gets it from. Our last two poems are by Ken Tamaro and Notcha Fox. Notcha's poems have been published in Lothlorien Poetry Journal, Alien Buddha Design, Medusa's Kitchen and others. Her poetry books are available on Amazon and Dancing Girl Press. Nominee for 2023 Best of the Net, Editor for Open Arts Forum, Accidental Interviewer-slash-Reviewer, Faker of Fake News. Ken Tamaro is a writer living in Cleveland, Ohio, whose work reflects everyday life with depression. His poetry has appeared online and in print, sometimes blunt, often dark, but always grounded in reality. He has four full-length collections of poetry, most recently Potholes and Perjuries, available on Amazon. As surely as Godzilla stomps on Tokyo, gravity will crush my bones, my boobs will try to kiss my knees, my gut will contemplate the floor, I'll need some steps to reach the shelves. Gravity is not my friend. Gravity makes things move in most peculiar ways, like the spare tyre hovering over my belt. My eyelids will droop as the world goes dark. As surely as the Hulk will smash, my unmentionables shall never be mentioned again. Gravity, why can't we be friends? Gravity, I need a lift. Don't make me fall from places high, like planes, to places low, like graves. Can't you give me one more break? And let me float a while. Bits and pieces of me. Things floating haphazardly that shouldn't float at all. Gravity, can you... Oh, never mind. At this rate, eventually, I'll be able to kiss my own ass. (music) Debris that hurries by becomes a melody. And why aren't we taking cover instead of videoing this hurricane on our phones? Aluminium sliding, and a trampoline whizz by, so I'll snap a pic for all the wandering eyes, just to break the monotony of cat photos on my phone. (sighs) Whoa! There goes the cat with a bird in its mouth! Still flapping. I fly close behind, shooting photos and posting on Facebook, till the wind grabs my phone from my hand. It's true what they say. A cat always lands on its feet, even with a mouthful of bird. But you'll never know, since the cat like my camera, is gone with the wind. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to stay up to date with the goings-on here at Yorick Radio, then you can follow us on social media, sign up to our newsletter, check out our website, and subscribe if you would like to hear more. This has been a Yorick Radio production.